0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Future of BizTech. I'm your host, JC Granger. I have with me here Ryan George, the CMO of DocuPace. Ryan, thank you so much for coming on the show. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about
1: yourself and what it is that you do? Sure, JC. So first of all, I'm very, very happy to be here, happy to have this conversation. One of the things I love most about my job is I get to talk to people about what we do here at DocuPace and be able to be that ambassador and that evangelist. So these conversations are very exciting for me. So I work for a company called DocuPace. DocuPace is based in LA, Los Angeles, California. We are a solutions provider that's focused on digitizing and automating operations and the financial advice in industry. So that sounds really great, but basically it's it's a cloud-based platform that allows us to automate and empower people to reduce back office expenses, improve efficiency, strengthen their recruiting of new advisors and clients, As well as enhancing the advisor client experience. So we've been in business uh, since the early 2000s. So in the fintech space, we are uh, a grandpa, but we have been innovating ourselves and are much different today than we had been in years past.
0: Well, for one, I love software that deals in finance for one, because I think that that's one of those industries that has so many complications and so many moving parts that anytime you can streamline that is always something that I like to see. I mean, we work with a lot of clients in that space too. So that's pretty cool. But let me ask you a question. What does this look like, you know, to the user? Like, for example, is this something you sell to banks or are you selling it to financial advisors, like these individual people? I mean, who really gets the most use out of your software? And then what does that do to help them in their regular daily process?
1: Sure. That's a great question. So we broadly deal with enterprise clients, meaning larger businesses so we historically we haven't sold directly to financial advisors as much as we've sold to institutions like independent broker dealers large ra firms banks in the bank channel insurance broker dealers and those like that those who have a need they have complex processes and lots of different hands in the pot and so they need to sort of streamline and automate that process we are expanding as always so looking to expand into different markets Uh, specifically right now we're working on a sort of more streamlined solution that can work with smaller firms, like in the RAA space. That there's, you know, RAs that have you know, 250 clients or so that you know they're opening accounts on a general basis. So that, that's who we sell to. So I, you know, in marketing terms, we call it the B2B space. But mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't love being branded as such. I feel like marketers are just marketers, and so that's where we are. We are, um, and just to give you sort of an idea of our scope. So last year in 2020, so COVID year, we had processed 11 million work items through our system opened over a million accounts, new client accounts in our system, tw- uh, processed 25 million electronic documents delivered through our system, as well as, you know, one of the things that's most impactful for us is by based on our calculations, we saved our clients 380,000 minutes of time that they would spend processing paperwork I and mean, had they not been using a, a solution like document.
0: So this solution really helps with getting through that paper process a lot faster than, and you know, daily time, you know, saved and whatnot, and which I imagine is obviously probably even more you know useful during this big boom in you know refinancing and home buying and whatnot i mean because the interest rates are so low is that is that something you're seeing like a, an uptick in people sure. buying this because of that
1: sure not specifically in the mortgage space but in the investment space so you know believe it or not the market had one of the best years that it's had in the past couple of decades this past year during one of the worst pandemic in a century and so that's where we're specifically in the investment space and there's Lots of there's trust accounts, there's investment accounts, there's joint accounts with your husband or wife or other spouse. And so that's where we, where we squarely sit. And one of the things that I think has really been beneficial for our clients is we help bundle the paperwork. So there's, you know, as you can imagine, in a highly regulated space there, you need to have specific forms and specific disclosures that go with the types of products that that are being sold, as well as making sure that the advisor selling them to the client that it's appropriate and the advisor has the license to sell it and all those things. Well, we help streamline those processes to make sure all the checks are in place, all that the checks and balances are in place to make sure that the client is getting the right product for them um, and their account is being opened effectively and quickly.
0: So how do you guys prioritize the new features that you come out with? You know, I mean, there's obviously a big wish list. You also probably have feedback from clients. How does DocuPay decide which things get worked on and what kind of maybe new features are coming out soon to help with all these things?
1: Sure. So I think we have three different levels and, and I think that that's, that's a good place to start. So one is we, you know, we have to decide our space and decide, OK, so what space are we in today? How are we performing in that space? Like, for instance, automation, are we automating effectively as we should? And are we, do we need to make product improvements there? Are we deploying effectively? Is, you know Are we not having any severities or any outages in our systems? And that's one where that the product is constantly looking to make improvement. Then from a strategic standpoint, one of the, we're also looking at, okay, so where is the business heading? So industry heading and what, what people need in order to effectively serve, uh, the, to run an operation in that space. And so like, for instance, looking at reporting um, that we wanna make sure that we have the best reporting capabilities possible because we all know that data, either they're gonna be the death knell or the tremendous opportunity among any t- technology company that's digital moving forward. And so that, that's another space. And then we also have client feedback, right? So we have constant roundtables. We have an advisory council of our clients that's you know executive leadership among our clients that helps us guide, making sure that we're on the right path.
0: So let's talk about reporting because I'm a marketing guy like you, right? And so reporting is, is everything to me. With your system, does it allow... Is it kind of like a drag and drop thing, you know, where they can customize reports? Do you guys already kind of decide what goes in reports? Like what kind of freedom do the users of this have when it comes to the types of reports that they're trying to run?
1: Uh, So the system that we're looking, so we're we're all overhauling the system and it will be deployed later later this year. And there'll be twofold. One, there'll be sort of the standardized reporting because sometimes people just don't exactly know what's best practice or know where to look. And we would definitely, you know, be able to provide that standard report then there's customized reports, there's certain people that want to measure themselves against peers, measure themselves against, um, you know, other different areas within the operation. So that would be something else that's a customized report as well. So it's it's a twofold approach. I wouldn't necessarily think we'll ever get to, um, because of the complexity of the systems, I don't think we'll ever get to where it's specific, like checking box or drag and dropping. But I do think we would be able to create a level, a highly level version of customized reporting based on um, the systems that we're working, putting in place.
0: So let's talk marketing a little bit here. So you're, you're the CMO and this is your whole bag, right? As far as it's your job to make sure that the more people know about DocuPace. and other than doing, you know, podcasts like this and whatnot, what is DocuPace doing from a digital standpoint to get the word out? I mean, you know, what kind of verticals are you personally, you know, attacking? What kind of advice could you give to the audience? You know, as far as, you know, things you've seen work, you know, because, not all softwares are created equal, but, you know, when you're in that space, you know, it, it can be difficult uh, finding a good path.
1: Well, sure. I mean, I think I mean, in PR and conversations like this are generally incredibly important for us because, it, you know, I still believe in whether it's B2B, B2C, or B B2 2 whomever, um, you know, humans selling to humans and humans communicating with humans is really where businesses find their growth. And I think from a digital strategy, you know, it really centers around content. So, are we providing information that's useful to our audience, whether they're a customer of ours or not? Are we presenting ourselves and the expertise we have in the space in a way that allows people to be to feel like we are somebody who A, knows and understands the needs of their business, B, has solutions and strategies that can help overcome those challenges, and then C, are we knowledgeable and trustworthy in order to help that somebody that wanna partner with us? The, um, because of the, like I said, we basically wrap ourselves around somebody's entire operation, our clients don't generally come and go. So once we, they have a, our the DocuPage platform installed, they tend to be fairly sticky. So part of what my job is to do is make sure that we are not only helping inform our clients, but helping them innovate themselves and push themselves forward. And so that's a, what I would say is sort of the the veins, the blood that runs through our marketing strategy. And yeah. in addition, we have you know all the high performing tools that like we have. We use out for emails. We use demand base for um, ABM strategy. We have um, other content syndication with other partners like Integrate um, B2B. So we're leveraging all those like sort of legion operations as well as, you know, the, the standard sort of email, social and other platforms like that.
0: Very cool, very cool. Are you struggling to generate warm leads fast for your B2B tech company? Do you wish you could hand off the entire process to a team of professionals and have leads flowing in daily to fill your pipeline? convert to big ROI sales? Well, at Infinity Marketing Group, that is exactly what we do. We are lead generation masters who specialize in the B2B tech industry. So whether you're in hardware, software, or even tech services, we here at Infinity Marketing Group can turn your company into a lead generation machine. So for more information, visit our website at www.infinitymgroup.com, email us at info at infinitymgroup.com, or give us a call at 303- 834-7344. We look forward to helping you realize your revenue goals. You know, being the, the podcast, the future of biz tech, right? Where We always try to talk a little bit about what's coming down the pipeline. So my first question for you is, you know, where do you see the industry, you know, as a whole? Like, So, so fintech obviously is advancing very fast pace. You know, I think the only one that keeps up or, or sometimes surpasses now and then. like martech right marketing technology so in the fintech world that you're in where do you see this in five years for example and 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 specifically when i ask this question i'm kind of leaning towards the integration of 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 ai and also on how that has an issue with with regulation right where you see those two sometimes start to battle where do you see this the fintech industry being in five years And, and any big revelations that pop in your head
1: sure so i think there's four things that i think are really worth keeping an eye on one of them is regulation so Often in the fintech space, regulation where it's a headwind for a lot of businesses, it actually is an opportunity for fintech because they're often creating use regulation best interest, which the SEC came out with last year. That created an opportunity for Docubase to create a client delivery system that meets with those requirements and it's it you know, becomes a sales and growth opportunity for us. But there's also a lot of items that are still sort of unaddressed here in the United States, like GDPR um, mm-hmm. is not something that has been is, you know widely adopted across the United States. You know, we've seen what cybersecurity threats. So I think how that's regulated and really banding together. I think that's a huge pillar of what's going to drive both innovation inside fintech as well as. possibly be some headwinds for growth as driving up maybe operational cost of these businesses to align with new regulations. So I think regulation is one. I think another one is consolidation. So similar to what you said about Martech, I actually saw Michael Kitsis, his a financial blogger and financial advisor, talking about that there was more than 5,000 um, in the MarTech map, there's now more than 5,000 companies that are sort of in that, that landscape. And that's just crazy to me. That's just so yeah. many. Yeah. And I think that that's, um, in FinTech, We, while we're not at 5,000, I do think we have a sort of, not a saturated market to where there's a lot of players that could actually, combining together, um, could actually provide a better service and a better technology to um, to the marketplace. And you're already seeing that yesterday, there was a big announcement, uh, InvestCloud bought a company called Navicent a Navi plan that, sorry, was owned by Advesant. And that consolidation is happening all over the place. So there's almost a, a merger or acquisition announced every day. So that veteran I think is here to stay and that will be you know something that's important going forward. I think the third one is data. Um, everything you talked about AI and data, I mean, the, there's so much data and I think people are at the point now where they're, they they are A, have realized that they have a lot of data on their hands, B, don't really know what it means and what's in it, and they and C, haven't figured out exactly how to leverage it to make people's businesses better or provide better service. So I think getting your hands around data, getting, making sure that you have it, the right privacy policies in place, that you have the ability to analyze that data and actually become a consultant on your customer's business, I think is a huge part of what fintech can be. And then the last one really can impact DocuPace. And this we call it sort of the back office revolution. So a lot of the financial technologies have been very retail consumer-faced. So They've been focused on sort of, at least in financial advice, they've been focused on what can the financial advisor put in front of the client, what shiny object that looks cool. And while that's great, we've sort of have ignored what what we talked about at the beginning of this conversation, which is the back office. So operations, making sure that you're running your business efficiently. And I think that's something that you're starting to see much more increase because the next dollar that can be invested, is actually showing a better roi in the back office than it is in the front office because sure. of just the sort of being um, ignored for so long sorry that was a long-winded
0: no answer. no it's a, it's a great answer but now let's pivot to DocuPace specifically so you know uh, this podcast is probably a couple months queued out so you know when they hear it you know it'll be a couple months from now do you have any features coming out right now that or or soon that uh that the audience could look forward to by the time they hear this you know or something that you have you know six month or a year plan as far as you know where DocuPay specifically is going to be going feature wise
1: sure in terms of consolidation i think we are highly active in the acquisition market and i think that's something that we will continue to be in sort of helping round out that back office capability so we are looking to deploy a new back-end architecture that's actually going to make us a little bit more nimble in terms of getting into the ra space like as i mentioned earlier um, and the reporting, I think, is a big part of what we're and doing. Ari, R-
0: right. R- for, for the audience, what does R- Ari stand for?
1: Sorry, I keep talking in jargon. I apologize. I hate jargon. I just keep using it. It's a registered investment advisor. So it's that's a legal entity. But the registered investment advisor is what I would call an independent advisor. So somebody who doesn't have Merrill Lynch on the door, they have J.C. Granger on the door. Well, mm-hmm. and that that's the type of, and that's actually where the biggest growth opportunity in the business lies today. So I think functionality, deployment. And, you know, it overall increases to our our UX and UI, I think is something that, you know, we'll be continuing to work on throughout the year.
0: And what brought you to DocuPace specifically? I mean, uh, did you, were you one of the original people and then you were always CMO or did you come in after the fact? Like what, what brought you there?
1: Sure, so, um, so last year, just about this, uh, in April of last year, DocuPace was purchased by a company called FTV Capital. And when they made the acquisition, um, they installed a gentleman named David Nock, who is our CEO, as the as the new CEO into the business. And I had worked for David for about ten years prior to at a company called First Global that was acquired in 2019. And so I just I he got hired and decided he needed he was looking to increase uh, some of the marketing capacity at DocuBase. And so here I am. So you know one of the things that's interesting for me as a CMO is when you take these roles, you always think about okay, so what does the market say about the role? And so I'm well aware of. CMO being the shortest tenured role in the C-suite. And what I have you know was leading into it was thinking, okay, the number one contributing factor of success with the CMO is often, well, how much do they get a- along with the CEO? And yeah. so that's a, <laughs> that's one of the good things that the benefits that I have um, here at DocuPace is having a, a good, strong relationship with our CEO and understanding what he's looking to do, what the vision for the company is, and how I can help impact that.
0: Well, so and I like that answer because that's going to parlay into my next question, which is you know, what advice would you give to the audience based on your experience? You know, and specifically, if I might, because you're talking about this relationship base, you know, with the CEO and whatnot, but what kind of advice would you give, whether it be, you know, just from your, from your sage wisdom of your years doing this and, and the position that you're at right now?
1: Sure. You know, one of the things that I think, you know, I'm sure, sure you're the same way Is we're high charging people. We're really invested in our careers. And I think somebody told me once that it's important to have an identity that is deeper than the conversation of today. Meaning Mm -hmm. all the stuff that you're doing today, whether it's business success, whether it's this podcast, whether it's speaking at an event, what have you, whether it's getting promotion, the identity that you need to keep inside at home and with your family and with your friends needs to be deeper than what is happening today. And I think that that's something that I really took to heart because too much of my life had probably been spent, you know, buried in work, working on weekends, heads down and sort of ignoring, the overall pieces of life that I could really be building upon. And I think that's something that as younger people who I really find are up and coming in the career, I try to remind them of that just because I don't want them to have the same sort of missed time that I may have had, but everybody has their own path, right? So, I, you know, my path is could be similar to somebody else's or it could be different.
0: I, I like that answer a lot. And um, let, let me ask you a question here. Uh, if, if somebody was interested in, in contacting either you personally uh, for partnership deals or whatnot, or If they wanted to find the company, you know, there's RAs maybe listening right now or bigger investment, um, you know, what kind of information do you want to give the audience, website-wise, email-wise, whatever?
1: Sure. So they can always reach out to me in my email. So it's Ryan underscore George at DocuPace. But really, they can find us on LinkedIn. We have a DocuPace Technologies page, as well as our website, DocuPace. uh, That's dot com, And that has all the information and contact things that they would need.
0: Well, that's awesome. Ryan, listen, I want to absolutely thank you for being on the show today. I'm a big fan of FinTech. So you kind of got my tail wagging and my ears perked today. So thanks for uh, sharing with everyone. And uh, well, I know we'll be talking again soon.
1: Great to, great to speak with you, JC. Uh, bye-bye.
0: Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Future of BizTech. I hope you got great value out of our discussion today. If so, be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate it five stars. This helps a podcast jump in the ratings to help other techies like you and I find it too. And remember, if you own or work for a B2B tech company and you're looking for highly targeted, hot leads delivered to your inbox daily, my agency, Infinity Marketing Group, can help. We've been in business since 2010 and have helped hundreds of companies just like yours make millions of dollars in marketing and lead gen ROI. So be sure to visit our website at www.infinitym, as in marketing, group.com. That's infinitymgroup.com. Or you can email us at info infoinfinitymgroup.com. At Or you can call us at 303-834-7344. We look forward to talking with you. And I look forward to you listening to my next episode of The Future of BizTech.